You're listening to the Collective Church podcast. For more information, visit our website, thecollectivechurch.ca.ca. Good morning, Collective Church family. Good morning, friends, and welcome to our kitchen. Yeah, we're broadcasting from our kitchen today. We thought it would be fun. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of life happens at this kitchen table. It's where we have all of our meals, and we love having meals as a family. And uh, we wanted to talk to you about some things that come up in everyday life. And so um, we often uh, have meals around the table and the issues of the day will come up as we're having conversations with our kids. Uh, The real things that have happened that day come up. And, you know, all too often we know the spiritual answers to things. We know all of those, those truths, but it's when they really hit the practical situations that they need to be worked through. Um, and that's what we get to do around the kitchen table. So we just thought we'd share from here yeah. as a, just as a visual il- illustration. A lot of you mm. have sat here at the kitchen table and had conversations yeah. with us, deep, meaningful conversations. And um, yeah, we love to gather here. Mm. We make a lot of good fruit, food around this table. There's been pasta, homemade pasta making this last week. And yeah, mm. we just love to gather here and mm. have conversations at the end of the day with our children and with each other. And I think it's in those conversations that really uh, show what we really believe, right? It's the things that we have, the conversations, the things we actually speak out that confirm what the deep part of our hearts feel and believe. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's so so important to monitor what's actually coming out of our mouths because what comes out of our mouths – becomes reality. You've heard that kind of, uh, that word, I think Kirsty says it a lot, uh, words become worlds. Yeah. Our words are so powerful and they shape our reality mm-hmm. uh, and they can change our reality. And so often we'll, we'll speak out something because it shows what we really believe inside of our, our, our hearts. And um, it's, it's almost like the cycle, right? Yeah. We, we believe something and because we believe something, we think a thought that thought produces an emotion um, and that emotion then causes us to speak out. And that's what comes up around the table and shows us where we're really at. And so where are you really at? I think that is a a question I've been thinking about the community and uh, wondering what conversations that you're having um, around the table at the moment to reveal the the life issues. That, that we're feeling and those real, real emotions and how do we, and then how do we actually deal with them? Yeah. I think the, the Holy Spirit's always working in the deep root system of our heart, which is what we believe. And that translates to those thoughts and feelings. And he's mm-hmm. always busy there shaping and transforming the way we think around things and the way that we hold on to truth. Um, and so this week I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and remind me it's not by night it's not by power, it's by my spirit. And as that came to mind, I went and looked it up and it's from Zechariah 4 verse 6. And um, I've been feeling moments of of just fatigue or being overwhelmed, maybe by personal challenges, um, sometimes by the challenges of others or what we're facing as a nation. I'm very aware of my own limitations and the inability to fix certain situations. And um, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. It's not by your might. It's not by your power. It's by my spirit. And do you know what the context of that scripture is? Um, 
And the Lord is showing Zechariah a golden lampstand. And that is, of course, a prophetic picture of you and me. It's a picture of the church. And on either side of that golden lampstand are olive trees. The oil that lights the lampstand, the oil that feeds the lampstand is coming directly from the source, from the olive trees. The the lampstand is grafted into the olive tree. The the tree itself is feeding oil continuously, this, Mm. this ceaseless supply of oil. And of course, that's the Holy Spirit, right? The oil is the symbol of the Holy Spirit, and we are the lampstand. We don't get filled, friends, and then run to empty and then need to get filled again. We get filled and we are constantly filled by the life of the Holy Spirit welling up inside of us. He is our olive tree. And um, as I was mulling over this, I was thinking about the incredibly beautiful holidays that we've had in Italy. It is one of our favorite places in the whole world. And you get to stay in these beautiful ancient stone kind of houses and you look out over these olive groves, just these rolling hills of olive trees, ancient olive trees. And it's one of the places that I have felt most full in my heart um, of all the places in the world. I just feel so... Because we go there for our 10 year anniversary. Yes, so that's true. That's where it kicked That's off. true. <laughs> and so my heart feels so full and I feel so full of wellness and just beauty and adventure and goodness and well-being. And the Holy Spirit said to me, I don't have to wait for the next trip, which will hopefully one day come. But actually, he is that olive tree. And he is my well-being. He is my beauty. He is the source of all and the adventure that I'm longing for. He is everything that I need. And um, a full heart is my portion. Isn't that so beautiful? And so as I face the truth of this revelation, I give over my fear and my fatigue which really are red flags that I'm not trusting, I'm, I'm straining and I'm striving. And I yield into, I give over my might and power, I yield into the life of the Holy Spirit. He is the constant supply of abundant oil pouring from my inner man. Um, I'm drawing from his spiritual life source, just like that lampstand draws um, oil from the olive tree, not from somewhere external. The source of life is not from somewhere external, but the presence of Jesus, the spirit mm. of Jesus in our interior union with him. He is bubbling up inside of us, the steady stream. And I think that image is so incredibly powerful right now because it takes you from this place of lack and not enough yeah. to a place of abundance. He is everything we need for everything that we face. And he's surging up inside of us, we have the blessing, the anointing of God welling up inside of us for ourselves actually and for the world around us. Hmm. And so that's the, the beauty of what we get to experience. But then around the table, conversations expose what we really uh, are feeling and it doesn't always line up with that. And yeah. um, I think there's, I've just had it on my heart this last week that there are a lot of people facing fear, you know, the fear of, of an uncertain future, uh, fear of um, you've lost your, your job, uh, some of you. Um, maybe you are fearful that you might lose your company. Uh, maybe you're fearful for your health. Um, there's people that are being tested positive for COVID uh, left, right and center. It's coming very, very close to home, but there's there's just a sense of fear. And so I just wanted to talk into that because, you know, is that fear justifiable? Absolutely. It's reality, right? You're facing 
uh, impending doom on your financial situation, or maybe you've just tested positive and like, am I going to be, uh, will I go well with this uh, disease? You know, will I, will I get through it like many, or will I be part of the small statistic of people that are really not doing so well with it? You know, it's these fears that we, we wrestle with and they're justifiable. Uh, but our father doesn't want us to stay there, right? It's, we never meant to stay in this place of fear because his word and his presence comes and brings a different reality into those situations. Um, I, I was just thinking about this earlier this week. Um, the, the concept of um, our fear is directly linked to how alone we feel. Yeah, that's so good. Right? When we feel that's alone, so um, the fear can be overwhelming. Um, it makes me think of when, um, when some of our kids were, were younger and we would be finishing up from the table here and, and packing away and we'd say, go brush your teeth and then we'll come upstairs and say goodnight to you. And uh, they wouldn't want to. They're like, no, but I'm scared, you know. And I'm like, oh, why are you scared? No, it's dark upstairs, but turn the light on and you'll see there's nothing there. And um, that, that sense of when we go upstairs with them and we show them, we turn on the light and see, see, it's not scared. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that's fine. And what changed in their reality? Yeah. The only thing that changed in their reality that was that mom or dad went upstairs with them and they weren't alone. And we're not alone. I just, I love that, um, the, the fact that we are grafted, grafted in. <laughs> we, we, we linked in yeah. with that, that olive tree where we, we drawing our, our oil from, for our lamps, so to speak, directly from the olive tree. So not powerful. like grapes, uh, not grapes. <laughs> Um, olives. olives from the <laughs> olive tree that have been crushed into oil, but no, directly from the olive tree, we so are good. permanently, we permanently grafted in. And so, friends, we really have a choice of to to choose to stay in this world of chaos. You know, when you start partnering with fear and you allow those thoughts to uh, run rampant in your minds, it's like the swirl. Our minds shut down. Our creative creativity goes. Yeah. Um, we can't think clearly. At, like the whole world is ending, you know, because we we in this 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 swirl of this chaos. Whereas the Father has promised us peace, you know. He says, "Fear not, for I am with you." He knows that fear will come our way, but fear not, for I am with you. We are not alone. So, so we've got this world of chaos and and fear, or we can choose. Um, what the Psalm twenty three talks about, like the brooks of bliss. Um, <laughs> Psalm 23, verse 2, his tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brooks of bliss. Mm. Um, the ESV, that's the passion. The ESV talks about being led by still waters. And I was thinking about that probably in the midst of, of winter, the idea of being led by still waters or brooks of bliss and springtime things, not the best best image, <laughs> but because it's freezing, oh, right? Awesome. Yeah. But... The other day I was getting into the shower and it, uh, it dawned on me, like, you know, sometimes before you get into a cold shower, not a cold shower, hopefully, um, but a shower on a winter's morning, your whole body is like clenched and it's painful, right? And it's almost more painful when you jump in the shower and it's not quite warm yet. It's still cold and you get these little, you know. Unbearable. Um, Unbearable. It just makes it even <laughs> that much worse. And, you know, but then the water warms up and you get under that stream and it washes over you, this warmth washes over you. And it's just the contrast from the, the pain and the cold to this incredible warmth. 
is just so stark. Mm. And it's the same thing when we come into the Lord's presence, right? When we realize that we tapped into that root mm. and that we can draw from that and we, we leave that world of chaos and fear and we just turn our affection mm. to the Father and we allow him to wash over us. You know, it's like you get out of that shower and you're glowing. Yeah. You know, all of that cold and that pain is melted away and you get out, you warm down to the bone mm. and you're glowing. And it's the same with the Father. When we, when, we re, when we just turn our affection to him, when we allow him to love us, that his warmth and his love and his presence just completely saturates um, our bodies and we come out glowing that word right. melting it's like yeah. melting into yeah. that reality of him with us it's that yielding mm. such a beautiful picture there sure so i wanted to read uh, psalm 23 just as an encouragement um just to allow this to wash over you and to melt you as i read this the lord is my best friend and my shepherd mm. i always have more than enough he offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love his tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure. He leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. I love that. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. We're not alone, friends. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with your, the fragrance of your Holy Spirit and give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and your love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be with you forever. You see, so to live, beautiful. as Paul says, to live is Christ to die is gain. Mm -hmm. Friends, we're part of a, an ever-increasing glory-to-glory kingdom. And, yeah, I just take courage in that. So beautiful. Even when we face the valley of the shadow of death, we are not alone. We are being led by him. We are not only being led by him, but grafted into him. Yeah. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. So I just want to quickly end with a story that I feel will just encourage um, what we're facing, like Rob was saying, the reality of what we're facing and how let's not do it in our own might and our own power, but by the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. And so I want to tell us a story from Judges 7. Um, Gideon has been called by the Lord to defeat Israel's enemy, and that's the Midianites. And before the Lord sends him to battle, he says this to Gideon, you have too many men for me to deliver Midian into your hands. I don't want you to think your own strength has saved you. Friends, the Lord has wanted us to be dependent on him, to yield into who he is from the very beginning, to trust him fully, not by our might, not by our power, but by his spirit. And his spirit is no longer far away as it was for Gideon that comes upon. It is within us and we're never alone. And so Gideon has these 
32,000 men in his army. And the Lord is like, no, through a series of elimination tasks, we're going to whittle down your army so that you know that you are fully dependent on me. And Gideon ends up with 300 men. And he and a friend go to check out the uh, enemy army that they're about to face. They go into a crest of the hill and they look down and this is how the word describes it. They were settled in the valley as thick as locusts. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. So from horizon to horizon, there's just enemy army and Gideon has his 300 men. This is not a battle that he can fight alone. And the Lord gives Gideon the battle strategy in the most amazing way. One of the men has a dream and Gideon's friend interprets the dream. And that is how the battle strategy is provided. And I think that's such an important key in the story because in the battles and the challenges that we're facing daily at the moment, the Holy Spirit is giving us strategy. He is speaking. There is a constant flow of words from the mouth of the Father. And we need to just cultivate like a real language of the Spirit. Give time to cultivate that language with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So Gideon divides his 300 men into three companies and he puts this into their hand. A trumpet and a jar of clay that has a torch, a burning torch inside of it. They have no weapon. They have no tool for battle, no sword, no axe, no spear. They have a trumpet and they have this jar with a torch inside. Mm. Not by might, not by power, but by the spirit. What a beautiful picture. And so I'm totally convinced that at this moment, we need to be resting in the victory that Jesus won on the cross, the final work of Jesus on the cross 2,000 years ago, that he has provided everything that we need for everything that we will face. And he's provided like the riches of God, the, the, the treasures of God's heavenly kingdom at his own expense by his blood. We need to be convinced of that. And then we want to lean into the dependence of our life with the Holy Spirit, complete dependence on the Holy Spirit, leaning into our friendship with him, that he becomes everything. Um, and that we begin to see our lives the way that he does, be led by him the way that Jesus was when he walked um, here on earth. So let's look at those two symbols that these, these men are carrying. The one is the trumpet. And the trumpet is a symbol of speaking out, like what Rob was saying earlier, speaking out the truth. And the word in Greek for truth is reality. We speak out the reality of the finished work of the cross. We speak out the reality of who God is, what he's done through Jesus, and who that has made us to be. We speak that into the circumstances and situations that we speak, that we face. And we dare to believe that we are who he says that we are. There is a boldness and a confidence that rises up inside of us because of that truth that we speak out and declare. And then the second symbol is this torch in a jar of clay. It's so beautiful. Of course, the torch is the oil of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And it's in this jar of clay, which is the exact picture that um, Paul uses in 2 Corinthians. The spirit, the treasures of the kingdom inside of us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. And um, so Gideon and his 300 men attack the Midianite army. And they attack with the trumpet and with the jar of clay. 
with the torch inside. And this is what they say as they're about to attack. They say, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. What was their weapon? It wasn't a sword. Their weapon is the trumpet and is the jar of clay with the torch inside. The weapon is the word, the trumpet of the truth, the word and the Holy Spirit. Friends, in the battles that we face, that is our weapon. The truth of the word of God, the truth of the gospel of Jesus and what he's done for us and the Holy Spirit, those are our weapons. And so they drop the jar and they shout these words and the Lord causes the enemy army to fight themselves. They, they, they confuse and they begin to fight themselves and he delivers the enemy army into their hands and they are victorious. Friends, I have the utmost confidence that the Lord is leading us into his victory by the word of truth mm. and by the spirit as we're led. It's so beautiful. Wow. Such a beautiful and encouraging story. It's amazing, babe. I think we started off the conversation saying we have these conversations around our tables um, and let that be, um, can we leave with that? Just yeah. that, that understanding of the power of the, of the, the spoken word that agrees with the truth of what Jesus has done. Yeah. Let that start to change the way we have our conversations here. Yes. We need these things. We yes. need to, to have these conversations and, um, and speak out life. Yeah. Because the more we speak out life that is lining up with the truth of what the Lord has done, mm -hmm. the more it shapes our realities. And it, the more it shapes our experience of the realities that we, we are facing. And so, okay. friends, we just trust this morning that you feel the Lord coming over you just like that hot shower, yeah. that you would feel his presence, that you would move from that place of swirl and chaos that you might have been in as we give in to fear um, and insecurity and move over to the Lord and allow him to, to wash over us, to allow his presence to wash over us. And I just trust that you would be encouraged this morning. Um, We've got a, um, we recorded the other evening a beautiful set of worship with Sean and Janine uh, that will be posted now after this, um, after this message. And we just want to encourage you, just take some time out right now, yeah. watch that worship and just soak it in and enjoy it and allow the Spirit of the Lord to, to breathe confidence back into you. Yeah. I pray that it would be such a stark reality, like jumping into a shower when you, you call to the bone that his presence would just come and, yeah, leave you glowing at the end of this. So, Let's pray for these people. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to pray? Yeah, let me pray. Jesus, we thank you for just the, the benefits of being in your kingdom, that we can come to you, that we're not alone, that we're grafted into you, that you've made us whole in you, that you've given us the victory and Father, that we're part of a glory to glory kingdom, Father. Even when we go through the valley of the shadow of death, we can fear no evil. You prepare a place for us um, to feast in the presence of our enemies. And Father, I just pray that that would be made practical. We don't want spiritual lofty ideas that never touch the ground. I pray that you would make that practical in people's lives this morning. Even as this prayer is prayed over them and they worship just now, that it would be made tangible and real. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Guys, until we can have you around our kitchen table for a cup of coffee again, we are sending so much love. We love you. Yeah. Stay connected. Message us. We really love you deep for you. Deep in our hearts. Absolutely. Lots of love. Have a good Sunday. Yeah, beautiful Sunday. Mm -hmm.
Thank you for listening. For more information, visit our website, thecollectivechurch.ca.za.